certain guy in this game that you're looking forward to see? To well, see? Jerry, with the sixth pick in a, in a fantasy draft, I did take the, uh, I guess it's the small law firm, right? Clyde edwards Lair. No, I mean, that's the guy, right? Everybody wants to see him. We'd love to see him in training camp. I'm going to say, I mean, in preseason, we just said that the whole time. But, I mean, when you look at um, weapons that Andy Reid always – I mean, I still – it was in a nice article the other day. The first game Kareem Hunt played. We remember him, rookie, right? I mean, he ended up getting 22 touches against the Patriots, went over like 200 yards. So, anytime you get a new toy, you get a new car. You got that new vet out there, right, Rams? This is not my You want to drive it around, so – I expect a lot of Clyde Edwards Elaire, a lot of touches and runs and I mean um when you look at it, if you're the defensive coordinator, put your hand over your heart, former teammate of mine, Anthony Weaver. No more Romeo Cornell of you know, real boring. I mean, no dip, right? I went to a party at Romeo's house, no dip. It was just potato chips. No no I mean that's all you get. We're gonna play base. Uh we'll we'll, like, we'll play a little base coverage. But Anthony Weaver comes from the Rex Ryan tree, right? And right. he'll, add a, he'll add a little, right? He'll move J.J. Watt. He'll whoop. Whitney Merciless is a guy that's got to, you know, got, guy that's got to set the tone getting after Mahomes. So I expect the uh, Texans defense to be a little more aggressive than they have been in the past. I played for Romeo, and you talk about it. I mean, like we were talking, I mean, it's just real basic. Okay, so. No, is, no, no moving. It's it, just too gapping. Is Queso a dip? Or is it its own it's thing? It's a queso, but he didn't put no meat in it. It's okay. He didn't put nothing in it. He didn't jazz it up or nothing. <laughs> Anthony Weaver will bring some heat because you have to. I mean, last year, what were they trying to do? I mean, I understand Tyreek. I mean, if his name's Tyreek, he's faster than you, and Tyreek's the fastest on the field. So it, you're going to have two guys bracketing, right? But then what happens? You start bracketing Tyreek. Next thing you know, Kelsey's crushing you. So when you're chasing all the, and even Sammy Watkins and Hardeman can run. Speed is the biggest. I've never, not fear, but defensive coordinators are always worried about. Use that, the word fear. Well, it's fine. Well, not fear, but hey, we got to get back. I mean, you think you're fast enough, you're not that fast. So Tyreek's obviously the main focal point. But, I mean, to me, it, it all comes down to, does the Chiefs start fast offensively? Because I expect, what was the spread? Like eight, nine? Yeah, which is ridiculous, I think. I'm, t- I'm all over Houston. Well, again, one. Dave, Dave O'Brien's a terrible general manager. He's a pretty good offensive coach, though. By the way, speed kills. Speed doesn't hurt you real bad, or speed doesn't uh, make you twist your ankle. It kills. So speed yes. hurts you tremendously when your quarterback has arm talent and mobility. Because when it all breaks down, right? You know, like, what was it, Michael Scott? We're on fire, right? He's trying to break the window, right? I mean, that's what you got to try to stop. So I, I'm looking forward to I'm just looking forward to this game just to have that feel. And I'm, I'm telling you from, from being a fan of NFL football, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan, but I absolutely love the environment. Tonight, I might have queso with uh, a little sausage in it. I might, I'm going well, to... Texans will mix it up a little bit. Big Weave, he's a golden domer. He thinks he's better. I mean, all the Irish guys, I used to give him a hard time. You just think you're better than everybody because you went to Notre Dame. But, but he's no, gonna... he, you can't just sit back there and, you know, lay and pray. Right, and hopefully Mahomes makes a mistake. To me, you got to get aggressive with these guys. You got to get aggressive in coverage too. And I know, well, Kelly, you're so fast. I mean, Tyreek, the only way, and it's tough, right? But you got two arms. Get your hands on him. <laughs> get over there. Between the two defenses, and I don't think that uh, either one of them are just. You're not going to pick them first in fantasy as far as getting. No, but uh, I like numbers. the Chiefs' defense though, just because if they do start fast offensively, what happens when you know when 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 you get up, you know, 17, 20 points 
offensive coaches on the other side get a little nervous. So that's when you start pinning your ears back and letting, like, what, Chris Jones go, uh, Frank Clark, right? If you get a lead, that's what – I think that could be, you know, a big point in fantasy points for the Chiefs. And, you know, if they start fast and, you know, the avalanche starts coming, then, you know, second half you just turn them loose. I'm actually David Johnson, though, right? Okay. All right, the Texans, I mean, obviously, O'Brien, the general manager. I don't know why he trade Hopkins, the best receiver, but – They've got some guys. Uh, Brandon Cooks backed around, right? He can still get out, you know, get open, get out. Randall Cobb. Kenny Stills still there, right? So, and everybody's healthy, right, we think, you know, because of the no preseason. And what, Breland got suspended, the Chiefs' corner, for four games. I think it was Ladarius Sneed is a rookie. So, if, I mean, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm going to try to run the ball, keep Mahomes off the field, and I'm looking, I'm dialing up any rookie in the Chiefs' secondary and say, all right, vets, they had no preseason. Attack the rookie. Is there any chance tomorrow we come in and we just talk about uh, what a great game Watson had? And, embar- and, and well, that's and- the only way they win, right? He's got to, you know, he's got to have that game where I mean, he's tremendous. Both quarterbacks are great, but I mean, weapons. I mean, who's the Texans' tight end? Is it uh, Fells? I mean, <laughs> Kelsey, right? Kelsey's the guy you got to get. I mean, you got to have two guys on him. And then obviously the speed of what they got. And they still got Sammy Watkins. I just don't know if you have enough. I mean, if Mahomes is on and everyone's, you know, in rhythm, watch out. And then to the breakdowns in uh, special teams. Because you want to talk about uh, getting ready in preseason and getting ready and all that stuff. No one ever talks about the special teams. And it, it is a real thing that tonight it might, might be. see a kick return, right? Obviously with the speed of these guys. And yep. that's one thing, you know, that's we never. I, I mean, I'm sure they did it this year, but. Never in my 13-year career in the NFL did we ever have live special teams, right? So, I mean, they had to do that. So we talk about, you know, covering kicks and punt return. Uh, there could be, you know, that could get loose, loose tonight. I mean, because, I mean, you didn't have no live reps of special teams. I know. I know. I know. I can't tell. One time we were playing on a Saturday and Schnellenberger was angry, right? He made us go get pads the day before a game on a Friday, and we did live kick return. That tells you what's number. I mean, that guy was a coach. What kind of whiskey? Uh, anything Sc- anything Sc- to get his hands on. Scotch or bourbon? Was he more of a scotch I'm or sure bourbon, bourbon guy? Bourbon, bourbon, right? You were only a freshman, right? I was a freshman. Imagine if you were a senior. I would have opted out. I would have bought it. Yeah, I would have been in the... <laughs> you would have been the first and player I to opt again, out. I say it all the time. J.R. Conrad was a big leader. Cedric Jones, they tried to stand up. But, uh, you know, it's a different time now. I like 3701 says, uh, with no pressure and new people, isn't it easier to run defense versus offense? Defense can go basic. Yeah, but they don't have Romeo. <laughs> Listen, I love Romeo, right? But Romeo fell into that trap of, he's always like, hey, we got Tom Brady was at the Patriots, right? So, hey, if we give up 24-17. See, I came from the Ravens where we like, hey, we had to try to generate score. And I've always been a guy that's, wanna, I want to be aggressive defensively, right? I don't want to sit back, lay and pray and, you know, I know you get field goals, but I've always, you know, I come from, I mean, we try to punch you in the face right off the bat. 1077 The Franchise, that is Kelly. I am Jerry on a football Thursday. Uh, great stuff coming up. Josh Calloway is going to join us. We'll talk a lot about OU. Uh, Sean Thurman, the Reverend, joins us in the second hour. We're bringing it back. Bizarro football with Sean How Thurman. How low can you go? And Kelly Gregg and I. Uh, all that great stuff, but a great game in the NBA and the NBA all together next on the Franchise Players on 107.7 The Franchise. The Franchise Players with Kelly Gregg and Jerry Ramsey on 107.7 The Franchise. 
I love NFL days that I can talk to Kelly. I don't think there's anybody more qualified in miles. Oh, I'm sure there's miles, somebody more qualified. Miles to talk NFL football. Hey, I love fantasy football. I never wanted to be a coach, but I'll be a general manager. Are you going to be checking your lineup tonight? I'm checking it right now. Just mulling it over. <laughs> I'm excited. Kelly, there's, there's, there's nobody playing right now. I so got Clyde Edwards Lair going tonight, and I got Chiefs defense. <laughs> I... I see this online a lot, and the phrase is, no one cares about your fantasy football team. But I disagree. Yeah, I, I would love to hear about your fantasy football team. <laughs> I love it. I was pumped. I had a hard time. Uh, they were. It was great. You know, obviously, I had one. I'm in two leagues. One was online, and then one was in person. We had to go up there and put the guy's name. But they kept getting mad because I kept watching that Raptors game. And they're like, hey, <laughs> Valhalla Bala, you're up. Uh, I will say, okay, so... Uh, I am facing off on with Ryan Chapman uh, this week in the Tyler Media. I am a two-time champion. Thank you very much. And uh, I got kicked out last year because I was... There's an investigation still going on. Uh, I believe there was some targeting going on. Oh, what were you doing? Patriot way? Just, you ain't I, cheating, you ain't trying? I'm just saying our uh, our boss, uh, Buddy Wiley, I think inspired with a couple of other people to get me out. and They got me out for it. Guess what? Return to the Mac, baby. <laughs> Right? We got a rat problem. They just keep coming. <laughs> I love that commercial. Return, we got a rat problem. Return of the Mac, and I am back. And if you have fantasy questions, go ahead and uh, send them to us, the Reverend Sean Thurman, who now the podcast, by the way, the podcast with Late Night Fantasy. Oh, it's, now it's on a podcast. You can go a little more, you know, a little uh, risque. I, I listen to a little bit, and they have no problem. <laughs> Tell me they using the Rihanna song, Shirani, <laughs> when it says, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, what? how do you, how can I do this? Not broken arm, but uh, what, a broken bone okay. alert? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have about Clyde Edwards Elaire. <laughs> listen to the Shirani song. I will. Alert. I, we can ask him in the second, in the second <laughs> hour if they're using the shy Ronnie. Who's going to cover him? McKinney? He's built to stop the run. What about Cunningham? He can't cover Clyde Edwards Lair. He's a, first of all, he's a rookie. And What's uh, the easiest position to play in, in any? What's the easiest position to, you know, take a step up from high school to college, from college to pro? Nose guard. No. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> this guy. We need a urinalysis sample. <laughs> Running back. Oh, I'm sorry, running back. Because nose guard's so hard. Well, I mean, it's not hard. No. Yeah. But I mean, tell me, please. It's different when you're, you know, you're 22 years old and you got a, you know, almost a mustache, and you're going against an an offensive lineman who's 32 years old, who's got three broken marriages, four kids, <laughs> and he's eating motor oil, and his body's more developed. The technique's the same, Greg. Yeah, the, the technique is the same. Yeah, but. I mean, listen, my S10 truck can't stand up to Bigfoot's, right? <laughs> the three broken marriages is the worst. That's, yeah. I do not oh, want that mean, You know what that means? He's motivated. I, Does he win a Super Bowl, drive off in a hundy? You know, I used to see guys all the time. I got to make this money. I got to get paid. I, I'm going I said, to, why don't you just keep in the pants? I'm going to be completely naive here, but I'm going to ask this question. Is that in the scouting report? Oh, if a guy, no, no. <laughs> you know, guy, it's a, it's a, it's a small league, right? And you know, you, you never know. A guy might have played with him in college, something. You'd always, I'll never get. I mean, I, I still think this. I knew before uh, Tiger Woods was attacked. <laughs> like okay. Mark Carrier, he was a uh, safety for the Lions. He's one of our coaches. You're dry snitching, by the way. Well, he was good friends. I don't even remember that website, Sports, Sports by Brooks. The guy that broke it. 
And I'll never forget my D-line coach. She's like, yeah, Tiger didn't get in a wreck. He got beat by his wife. I was like, what? And it all came out. But yeah, you you learn stuff like this. Like, yeah, he's really, don't ask him, about, you know, don't tell him about his ex-wife. He'll fire him up. So we'd always go out there and be like, man, I heard she was running around with Michael Vick or somebody. <laughs> That's, that is hilarious, though. But if I'm a coach, I'm putting that stuff in, right? Oh, whatever. Right, going through a separation. Oh. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm a coach. I like a guy that's motivated for whatever reason. 1077 The Franchise. That is Kelly Dreisnitchen. I am TV's Jerry. Uh, just hanging out last night in the NBA. You are Mr. Are You Entertained? Oh. Last night, were you entertained? Immensely. That was, I mean, unbelievable. Who was, what was it, Tatum throwing at the nurse? There at the, did you see that? In the corner? I, I didn't even know there was an NBA coach's box. Yes. Yeah, you don't know about, but it, listen, it's rarely enforced. Like, they might warn him every now and then. I know Doc is real bad about getting out of his or whatever, but. Uh, yeah. The nurse was like in a basketball position there in the corner. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, guess what? It's become very, very intriguing. And Kelly, last week I said the Celtics are the best team in the bubble. Uh, these, I was there with you. I these guys entered the finals, it. right? Oh, I mean, uh, uh, terrible too. What our man Mark Smart finished with a triple double and they lost. Oh. Well, he had a chance to hit that one. Yeah, at, that one at the end. Remember? And I know that it was off balance, but you know he's been, he's been on a heater. He's been doing pretty well. A triple double for him. And Kelly, let me just start throwing. Kemba's some- on the back of a milk carton after last night, right? Well, if you want to hear Boston fans, he got fouled. He should have won it. He should have won it. Was it a foul? It was a foul, but hey, come on. It's the NBA. Listen, they're not going to give that guy a guy who shot two of 11 and one for six. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think what he had, like, he had like four fouls, seven turnovers more, and he only had five points. I thought he was the big prize free agent. All right, here we go. Jalen Brown, 51 uh, minutes. Uh, Jason Tatum, 51 minutes. Kemba Walker, 51 minutes, and five points in the 51 minutes. That's terrible. Why are you lying? That's so insulting. The guy. Oh, I would. Listen, if I'm sitting in there and I'm Daniel Thies, right? If I'm, I don't know, if I'm Marcus Smart, I'm like, whoo, I'm glad they rushed out and signed you, Kimba. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I mean, wouldn't you say that? Aren't you the big And I love that Kimba, right, came out and said, hey, I couldn't get in the rhythm. And what, nurse, they were, I mean, they are talking about boxing one on him and everything. But when you're the big cat, I mean, the big dog, like, hey, we're coming to get you. You're our, our, our prize free agent. Look at who, our new, brand new toy. I mean, you got to have a little more shine, do you? Ooh, I mean, Jason, Sta- uh, Jason Sta- Statham, which, yeah. Jason. <laughs> hey, that's a, he's an action movie. <laughs> Jason Statham. He wouldn't have made He'd have hit Nick Nurse, right? He'd have hit Nick Nurse in the, the head. Throat. He would have hit him on the throat. Yeah. Uh, almost a triple-double. Marcus Smart with the triple-double. Uh, just stupid numbers all over this place. Kyle Lowry is the best player in the NBA that you don't talk about. Well, it's good, right? Because in the past, we always talked about, you know, obviously they won the championship last year. But, you know, used to be they, they wouldn't show up in the playoffs. But, yeah, he was tremendous. Okay, so there's two, two types of players, Kelly. And I know that you love both of them. Okay, and one's on both, um, both sides of this thing here. One, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, I always talk about this. A really good team needs a guy that you're not sure is playing for you or against you. I, I say that a lot. Marcus I, Smart is that guy, and you definitely want that guy on your team. First team all defense, well-deserved. So, And then the other guy that I always want on my team is a Norman Powell. <laughs> that <laughs> dude. Norm, huh? Big shot. Right? That dude. They have like 10 points, 9 points in overtime, 10 in the second OT. That dude was money when it was money, and it just seems like the last couple of years, whenever you look at you know big-time plays, Norman Powell is always kind of around there for the Toronto Raptors. 
Kelly, this was, and I told this to uh, Dylan, and I told this to uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Cliff Brown, who writes for AP. This was Hulk Hogan getting a two count and then getting off the mat. That's what the Toronto Raptors were. They got hit with the pile driver, right? Ricky Steamboat. You always count them out, right? Got him, got him down. All of a sudden, starts shaking, right? Yep. There you go. And here they are. Game seven. And they're anything better than a game seven. No. Yeah. The answer is yeah. No. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, tonight, uh, the what's... Texans and the Chiefs play game one. Uh, uh, <laughs> give me, listen, I'm, I've loved the NBA. Uh-huh. I love the rotating day every day, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, football's starting, Jerry. Round ball. <laughs> what's the matter with you? What is the matter with you? So, Saturday, when OU has Missouri State down by 35, you're not going to flip over to see what's going on with the game seven? I'll probably go to, I'll tell you what, that's a good point. I'll probably, it'll probably be the first quarter. But now, nah, if you pay 50 bucks, you got to watch the See? Whole thing. That's, but I'll check in for sure. But I mean, I'm more locked and loaded, getting ready for some football because I didn't think we'd have it. All right. The Clippers and uh, the Nuggets also last night. You called it. I'll give you credit, you basketball genius, you, you savant. Uh, Murray's having a problem getting the ball in the basket. And uh, look, look, Paul George did not look good last night, but defensively, defensively he's, he's been there. Still does what he does. Holding the Nuggets to 85 points as the Clippers go up 3 1, uh, 96 to 85. How many times has the Clippers been in the Western Conference Finals? And Once? I, I want. To, I don't know, say. With Griffin and those guys, didn't they get there with Lob City? Did not. Oh, and I want to go those back. Those underachieving dogs. I'm going to go back, but I believe uh, my close personal friend and surfing buddy, Nikki K, put this out last night. First time ever. They will go to the Western. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you saw it finals. after the game last night. What is it? Uh, Kauai's got six 30 point games, and it's like second team in the play. I mean, second, uh, it's a team record in the playoffs. I'm like, man, Clippers hadn't been in the playoffs much. No, and they have Remember, they've just been the laughing stock of the NBA for years. So, Barber took crazy old. Bomber got him, right? Here we go. Nikki K last night. The Clippers are one win away from going to the franchise's first ever conference finals. How crazy. Like you said, that Lob City group, you thought that maybe they had put it together, right? But before then, tell me the last great Clipper. <laughs> like the, well, it wasn't know. the Candyman Olukande. It was not. Absolutely Okay. Not. Oh, God. Was it Bernard King? Oh, no. Gosh darn it. No. There was a listen. Clippers. There, was, there was a group in the mid '90s that had like Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson and mm. uh, Kenny the Snake Norman was on that thing, and that's the clo- that what, was it. Larry Brown. Wasn't West Sunset on a team? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Brown was their coach, and that was a, a team that got in. There was also a Clippers team, I think, in the aughts that had a uh, under 500 record that got in like a, as an eight seed. But talk about great Clipper teams. This is it. This is it. <laughs> This, this is the I mean, one. This is the one. I mean, this is, they're going to win it all. So there you go. Speaking of the NBA, it's very important, Kelly, to follow protocols and to keep the bubble. There's intense. a mouse in the house. <laughs> There's a mouse. In the, what was he thinking? What do you mean? Well, do you want me to tell well, you I mean, what he? Yeah, I, like I can tell right, you what it was thinking. You thinking with? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so according to this, what? It's a nurse. I didn't know that. So it's a nurse who's coming in to check. Well, it's treatment then. Right? Isn't that the witchy? Again, uh, I've, I've been to a place one time where a dancer was dressed like a nurse, but I don't think she was a nurse. Right? Her outfit was about three sizes too small. So, and two, what was she doing? Was she taking people's temperature? I know. I know. I know. 
But uh, didn't Tyson Chandler try to fall on the grenade and said it was his? Right? Since he's not getting no time. But you saw that in the game, right? Personal reasons. Uh-huh. And you're in a bubble. And I'm like, is he still? I thought he maybe left because I was thinking the worst thing. If they'd have had him, they'd have probably won. Maybe. Oh. He's a three and D guy, right? I mean, a little more firepower. They need all hands on deck. Yes, Tabo was there still, right? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. They need all hands on deck. But I mean, two million dollars a day, hundred fifty million. Uh, <sighs> that house is getting closed. <laughs> you think he ever plays again? <laughs> Exterminator. It's I mean, he's going to quarantine. That's. I mean, listen, it's selfishness, right? Don't be a lobster. Unbelievable. You're playing the Lakers, and my man. Oh, don't give me. Are you giving? Are you wagging your finger? I'm wagging my finger oh, in the second round. Kelly, Greg, because well, you, you've never played with a teammate in a playoff situation that maybe spent a little time. Not uh, in a bubble. I mean, I again, I, I mean, you're. We would. I think um, I'd be focused on the job at hand. LeBron, Anthony Davis. I mean, and you're gonna. I thought you need to rest on your day off, right? Doesn't that? I mean, you know you. You go out there and fire too many rounds, you lose your legs. Treatment. Treatment. You said it yourself. Just selfish. Just, 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 it, there's treatment, right? Maybe a little pep in his step. That's right. unbelievable. Yeah, they're done. That's they're too uh, much of a distraction. Uh, you too, remember, was it Clevenger, the Indian pitchers, right? They got berated. But this guy, I mean, I, he's out of the league. 2-1 two, uh, two Lakers tonight. Uh, they start at 6 o'clock. Uh, did, did I say Lakers favored by five? I don't know. Does that even matter? Is that even a thing that I say? But yeah, the Lakers tonight uh, could put them on the. Uh, oh, what am I trying to say? Just right down the bar, well, on the edge, if you will. And I guess Daniel House got tired of edging. Yeah, they go down three one. It's over. I believe so too, and sets up for a gorgeous Los Angeles Western Conference Finals, like we thought it was going to be. And here's what about on that eastern side? I mean, obviously, you know the Heat. You want the Ra- you want the Raptors to you know give it a valiant effort in Game Seven and the Celts- Celtics get in, or where is it going to be sort of a letdown if the Raptors get in? I don't think the NBA wants anything to do with the Toronto Miami matchup. I really don't. I and listen, I love Miami. I I'm love Miami. You. you love Miami, right? They're upstarts. There's some really cute- skin is in these days, Jerry, and that's a, <laughs> that is a that's a great looking matchup. You got the balance of the Heat. And then, you know, Tatum and those guys. With the- but the Celtics always has that leprechaun that brings eyeballs to the TV. They're, I mean, you know, there's the Knicks, there's the uh, Lakers, and there is the Celtics. You don't have to worry about eyeballs with that. So the NBA secretly, or not so secretly, we'll see how many times they go to the free throw line in Game 7, want the Celtics to be in the finals against the Heat. So I'm with you. I mean, Celtics, uh, I mean, the Raptors, unbelievable. Count them out. And- Keep hanging around. Kyle Lowry. Like I said, Hall of Famer, Kyle Lowry. Surge is perfect last night, I think, too, shooting. <laughs> so, uh, hey, maybe in the Canadian Hall of Fame, eh? Uh, <laughs> is there a Canadian Hall of Fame? I'm sure there is. Does he just have to be a nice guy to get in the Canadian Hall of Fame? No, all them hockey players, and none of those guys are, well, they're nice on the, you know, off the ice, but on the ice, those guys are stone-cold killers. A hockey player will punch you dead in your face, knock a tooth out, and then whenever they blow, you know, they, they blow the hey, how's the tooth going, eh? You all right? <laughs> hey, you want to hey. grab a Labatt Blue, eh? <laughs> 1077 The Franchise. You seen the Mounties, eh? That is Kelly Gregg. I am Jerry Ramsey. When we get back, Josh Calloway joins us, and we will talk a ton of OU Sooners. The Franchise Players with Kelly Greg and Jerry Ramsey on 1077 The Franchise.
1077 The Franchise. Kelly, it's my job as the media to uh, remind you that uh, this Saturday, the Oklahoma Sooners play Missouri State. Bobby Petrino. Get after him, Sooners. Remember how he just stiffed the Falcons? And then remember what he did to his poor wife. Oh, my gosh. You know Adultery. what? I want Allegedly. I, want I got to, caught on a motorcycle. I want to put these two together because our next guest is a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. Uh, Johnny, you just us. leave a note in her locker? Hey, time's <laughs> been great. A contributor to uh, the franchise, Josh Calloway. Uh, Josh, how you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. How about you guys? Do you remember, and I know that you're you're young, and I'm insulting about it, but you're, you're pretty young. Do you remember Petrino stiffing the Falcons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and we Falcons fans are united in their hatred for Mark Petrino <laughs> to this day because he literally, he came, it was his only season, too, and, like, middle of the season, just peaced out, left a note in the locker room, and just bounced on the team. That was also the same year that he, whenever he signed on to be the coach, Michael Vick was still the quarterback, and then over that off season where he had all his stuff happen and he went to prison, and so Bob Petrino was like, well, I agreed to coach Michael Vick. But he thought he was like, okay, to just dip on the team literally like 10 games in. So I remember when he stiffed him. But you're, but you're not salty about it at all. I mean, he probably, it probably would end up being a bad fit there anyway. That's what I like to tell myself at least. And then he also he left a note in the locker room, and he was like literally signed with Arkansas like the next day. Like, he didn't waste any time. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this. You uh, are doing a hell of a job uh, covering all the uh, Sooner availabilities for us, uh, getting stuff done. Uh, Lincoln met with the uh, you know with media yesterday. What what came out of that? Oh, well, Lincoln, Lincoln was on Tuesday, if you want to be real specific, and then yesterday was Alex Grinch and the uh, defensive guys. But, um, I mean, Lincoln on Tuesday, you know, obviously the, the big thing there was everybody focused on the – and, Jerry, I know you've talked about it a bunch, but the not releasing the coronavirus numbers and everything like that. It's been a weird week for, for OU because I feel like all the weeks leading up, there's been, like, just a crazy amount of excitement. And I've said that uh, to you guys, you know, that the, all the coaches and players are all just really fired up to play. And they still are. But it, it seemed like, especially with Lincoln, it was like a much more like, I don't know if it's the TCU and Oklahoma State games getting postponed. I, they seemed much more reserved than – it had been, especially for Lincoln. You know, whenever he does those pressers, the, the game we pressure, he always seems to be kind of, you know, cracking jokes and stuff like that. He seems to be real loose. He seemed a little more just kind of low key this time, and that might have been just you know, he you know, I don't know, he might have been having a bad day or something. I don't know, but it just seemed like it was it was a lot. It was a lot less, you know, kind of smiley and and having you know just kind of hanging out, you know, than normal. But. Um, you know, Alex Grinch is always an intense guy. The players are kind of, you know, always the same kind of attitude. But it seems Lincoln especially, I don't know, he just he wasn't quite the same to me as he normally is. Maybe that's just my read of it, but I don't know. Josh, obviously with the game coming up Saturday, the depth chart was released this week. Any surprises to you to the OU depth chart? Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing that stuck out to me was probably Anton Harrison starting at left tackle. Um, I wasn't totally prepared for that. Um, I mean, obviously, he's just a freshman, and I feel like we'd heard a lot more about Stacey Wilkins and Andrew Rame as being the freshmen who are kind of, like, really bursting onto the scene. And then Harrison gets the, the nod. I wasn't – I don't know. I don't know how expected that was. I, didn't, I don't think that it was. That was kind of a surprise. He's a big big kid. Uh, he's, like, 350. You know, he's just a freshman, 330, I think. Um so the O-line getting, you know, locked up was kind of a, a curious where they were going to go with that. 
Um, we heard a lot about, you know, a lot about Bray Walker, a lot about Andrew Raymond, a lot about Stacey Wilkins, and none of those guys are actually starting, which is kind of interesting. And then the receivers, I was kind of interested in how they decided to line those up. Obi Obiallo actually getting a starting nod was semi-surprising. He's actually the only senior on the entire offense as a starter, which is kind of wild in itself. And then on the defensive side, Perrion Winfrey getting a nod on the defensive line. He's been hyped up a lot the last few weeks. He Pretty much every time somebody's talking about guys who look good in practice, he, his name always comes up. So kind of expected, but also kind of cool to actually see what he can do. And then just the linebacking core ended up going with Deshaun White, Brian Osmo, and Nick Benito. I thought maybe John Michael Terry could get a starting spot, and we've heard a lot about David Wegbu as well. Um, I'm sure those guys will rotate in, but they're not starters either. So those were kind of things I was watching for. Also, Jaden Davis starting over uh, Trey Norwood was kind of interesting too. I, we heard a lot of good things about how Trey Norwood has looked and stuff, and also we all know what he was before the injury last year. I mean, he was him and Trey Brown, you know, were kind of the top cornerbacks on the team. So obviously he's coming back from an injury and everything. And Jaden Davis is a guy who OU is really, really excited about and high on. But I was, I don't know, mildly surprised, I guess, that Jaden Davis was getting a starter starting spot over uh, Trey Norwood. Uh, Josh, uh, whenever you talk to Alex Grinch, um, what did you get the feel? Like, I know he's not going to tell you the game plan and what they're thinking and what they're going to do, but what feel did you get that he's going to be looking for uh, in this glorified uh, practice? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's the same thing last year as far as turnovers. I mean, it's, it's just they it was such a huge emphasis on it last year, and then they didn't really get any. And he, he said, I think the exact quote he had yesterday was, I don't know how we could possibly emphasize it any more than we have. I mean, it's been the absolute focus is, is making plays, getting turnovers, and, you know, just helping out. I mean, not that the offense necessarily probably needs help, but also just kind of helping yourselves out on the defensive side of the ball, not always relying on getting, you know, you know free and outs, getting stops, forcing punts, getting, making it easy on yourself, get some, make some big plays, get some turnovers. So um, I think – Oklahoma probably needs to get a couple turnovers in this Missouri State game for Alex Grinch to have any chance to be pleased. He's kind of one of those guys who's, you know, an intense dude, hard to, hard to you don't ever expect him to just come and, and say, we played great. He's always going to have things that he wants to fix and, and work on. But I, the turnover thing, it was all last year we heard about it, and they didn't end up really forcing very many at all. And so that's, that's a huge emphasis this year, um, again, is finding a way to make some plays, get some interceptions, force some fumbles, and a lot of the players have said, you know, last year was very we're just kind of learning the system. This year we all know it, and we're ready to make that leap from year two. And the players have all felt really confident the turnovers would come this time. And uh, Alex Grinch, you know, said that the defensive side has come along a lot in the last few weeks. He said they had a scrimmage a few weeks ago, and the tackling was, like, really, really bad. But he said they've he's seen that that has gotten a lot better in the last few weeks, and he feels confident with where they're at going into this game. So, I mean, obviously, you, with the way the schedule is, you get the yeah, you get the glorified scrimmage, you get this tune-up game, and then you get a whole other week off before you start with Big Twelve play. So it's kind of yeah, kind of just a nice barometer, of the chance to kind of just gauge where you're at before you get into the the real the real games, if you want to call it that. I like what you did there, Speed D. Your your two should be bigger and better. Like, what are we going to call it, Speed yeah. Double D? Right? Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> I love that. That's what okay. my car. Right. What about Bookie, Josh? You talked to Bookie. Do you think he's going to have a bounce back year? Last time we saw him was that LSU ejection. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he boy, he sure seems you know really really focused, and he was he was pretty open and candid to us about you know the ejection last year was was bad, and he knows that. And he said you know it was a chance for me to kind of step back 
and reflect and kind of just turn, I think he said, turn your, turn the L into a lesson or something like that um, with his, his bookieism quote there. But I mean, so I, I am expecting a bounce back here from him. He's been obviously fairly underwhelming. I, I think most people would agree. Um, he has so much hype. I mean, I, you know, I, it's hard to see many freshman defensive players. I was there, you know, for his debut um, against Florida Atlantic two years ago, and when they announced his name in the starting lineup, I mean, he got a gigantic cheer like he had, you know, it was a four-year senior or something, and he never even played before. And the expectations were crazy high for Buki, and he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't been bad. That's a little harsh, but he just hasn't really had the huge impact that everybody was expecting him to have. So, um, you know, he he's, seems to be a perfect fit for Alex Grinch's scheme and his system. So hopefully year two in it, like everybody else, he can kind of just push through and grow a little bit. And he said that he really ramped up his film study habits this offseason and that he thinks that that's going to help him be a much better player. Because um, he mentioned you know, that he used to be a guy on the offensive side of the ball and that he feels like that experience paired with how much he studied film this offseason, how much he's going to continue to ramp up and make better habits are going to help him really have a good idea of what opponents' offense are doing and be able to kind of almost be lock and step with them. And, you know, it all goes back to, you know, forcing big plays, making turnovers. So um, I, I do think Buki has a bounce-back season. Um, he seemed to be pretty locked in and ready to go. Uh, he kind of, you know, said hype is just, you know, just talk. It doesn't really matter that people expect you to do everything. You just got to go do it. So, uh we're looking for a bounce back here from Boogie, no doubt. Definitely. I'm with you, Josh. Hopefully he does get out there and make a ton of plays for the Sooners. We're with you. All right, Josh, talking to Josh Calloway on the Little Caesars Hot and Ready Hotline. Uh, franchise uh, contributor, and he also covers some Thunder stuff. We might ask you a couple of Thunder things here at the end of the end of the uh, the talk here. But I want to talk about Spencer Rattler. It's exciting. This is it. This is a turning of the page, Josh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to do something that you can't do because you haven't watched any practice. And I don't know how much of a feel you got on this, but... When it comes to passing yards, are we going to see Lincoln Riley? Because there is no, uh, you know, there's no warm up to the Big Twelve uh, except for this game. There is, there's nothing except for this. Are we going to see Lincoln Riley let him air it out a little bit? Are we going to see him throw for 400 yards? Um, I mean, I, I think there's a chance. I, mean, I, I don't think that there's, I don't think that a Lincoln Riley offense with Spencer Rattler is going to, you know, be reserved or very what's the word i'm looking for here you know conservative you know i I, yeah conservative yeah like i think they're gonna air it out and um i mean they the receiving core is is you know interesting but it's still pretty deep i mean you have trajan bridges who's probably he's not going to play this week is but he's listed as you know third back in one of the starting spots i mean he's a talented guy with a five-star recruit so and that kind of shows you that they still have a lot of talent there obialo and then, obviously, Rambo's expected to be big time. I'm looking for Theo. We have a big season. Stogner's going to be a monster. Um, he already is, but he's, he's going to have a big season, I think. So I, I think that you see Rattler throw it probably. I mean, I would expect 30, 40 passes. I mean, I just would. And he's the guy who um, is a good athlete in his own right. I don't know if we'll see a lot of QB design runs with him like we saw with Jalen Hurts, but wouldn't be surprised there either. Um, every coach and player has really spoke highly of his ability to you know, adapt on the fly and ad lib that he's very, very good at that, which is kind of what you need to be a successful quarterback at a high level, you know. So uh, I, I think that they're going to let it fly. I think you have that luxury since you're not really in any danger of losing this game at all. The spread is 40 and a half, for crying out loud. So 
Um, I think that, yeah, he'll, he'll throw it a lot. He'll air it out. I think he plays deep into the game because it's their one tune-up. It's just one start before they get K-State at home. It's obviously a team that beat OU last year. So, yeah, I think I think we get Rattler's name right into the Heisman race right away on Saturday. He probably puts up some crazy numbers. OU scores a ton of points. And, uh, yeah, it, it all seems right for a Saturday with OU just absolutely whipping up on somebody. Similar to the South Dakota game last year where I think this were 70. So, probably going to be a similar similar outing this time. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. Give them their check and whip their rear ends. But how surprised were you that Billy Donovan, obviously when the guy's contract's up, things happen, but how surprised were you that him and the Thunder are no longer partnered together? I don't always have predictions or takes that are, like, right on the money. So whenever they do happen, i got to brag about it. Because I was on this. I actually said that I thought there was a really good chance that Billy Donovan wouldn't be back because I, I just thought because... They didn't have to actually fire him. You know, the contract's just up. And it just seemed like, it just seemed like for all the reasons that it happened, you know, I mean, does Billy want to do a rebuild? Do they want to sign on to Billy long-term? The contract's just up. So it's not like they have to fire him, which I don't think they would. I think if he had a year left on his contract, he'd still be the Thunder coach. It's just kind of the way it worked out. And it just kind of all aligned. I thought there was a pretty decent chance that he wouldn't be back. And so, you know, it, like I said, it just makes sense. It makes more sense for Billy at this point in his career to try and go to a team that's more, you know, closely ready to win a title. I mean, the Thunder are probably going to look to trade Chris Paul. You know, I mean, they're they're peeling back. Everybody knows that. They're probably going rebuild mode here. So it just makes more sense for both both parties. He probably wants to be on a team that's more closely ready to win a title, and the Thunder probably want you know a more young coach maybe to kind of grow with the organization and with all these young guys, SGA, Dort, Baisley, and then all the other guys are going to bring in. So I think it really just makes sense. And um, it, it's kind of nice whenever teams can part ways with coaches and it's not like an ugly thing. That's kind of cool. It's, it doesn't happen very often, I, I feel like, in, in pro sports. So it's kind of nice that they were able to kind of go their separate ways. Very similar to kind of the Russell Westbrook trade, honestly, of like it, we just both, we both know what we're doing here. Let's go ahead and just go our separate ways here. They're both good with it. So, obviously, we'll wish Billy luck wherever he goes. I think he'll probably land another NBA job this year. Um, I mean, New Orleans, you know, Philly, uh, maybe Indiana. I don't see that one quite as much. But, I mean, there are spots for him. So, um, he'll find another spot, and Thunder will probably get a new younger coach to kind of grow with uh, all their young players. Josh, tell everybody where they can get a hold of your stuff. Uh, at Josh Cowboy 714 on Twitter. And then um, – just getfranchiseok.com. Just, just stay and plugged in with me, and you'll, you'll never miss anything. I mean, OU stuff, Thunder stuff, high school football. I try to, I try to dip my toe in a lot of different places. So you told me that you told me that I think last year, and I didn't believe you. And now here we are, a year later, and look at you—you <laughs> you are killing it. So uh, absolutely, it. absolutely killing it. And I, I appreciate uh, every minute you give us. So thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you, Josh. No problem. All right, I didn't mean that. I don't care. Like I, I don't like the kid. Jeez, what? It's getting to break. Hot mic now. He's, he's uh, great. Oh, is it hot? Is this thing on? It's great. Is I it, bet those. No, I'm kidding. He's I've, a, I, like I said, I've done one Zoom, two Zoom meetings, but yeah, with the kids' teachers. But uh, <laughs> how are those Zoom meetings? I bet they're tough. Are you Maybe about, that's why Lincoln was a little irritated that he likes the old. Obviously, the old press conference way is a lot smoother. But you like the Zoom calls? It didn't bother. It doesn't bother. I got to do uh, the Presty one in my underwear. Well, I mean, every time, every time, newscasters I've, don't wear. I mean, Dylan don't. He wears <laughs> shorts 
when he's doing the uh, news? Every every time I had to put on pants, I got to go over there. You have to sit next to some sweaty blogger that you're just not that big a fan of. Or even sometimes guys from across the street and competitors, oh. and you got an elbow room. Could you, imagine, for- could you imagine sitting in a meeting with Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Cincinnati Bengals right next to you, and you're all just sitting there having to listen to the commissioner? It'd get on your nerves, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, not really, unless they were, you know, if they were talking something. Well, ours is. Yeah, this this is contentious. This little oh, study. I know. It's, yeah, I seen oh. Ron Burgundy. Oh, right? What do you, what do you guys say? Just don't touch the throats. Yeah, don't touch the hair. Don't touch the face. He said, <laughs> "Don't touch." Everybody the in radio is ugly. Are you crazy? Look at this. Brady is all uh, right. He's got, he's holding it down for us. Obviously, Madison. Look at this vacha. Look at this vacha I have. Well, I'm a lot better looking uh, every other two weeks once I get my beard stained. <laughs> By the way, the beard looking fantastic. I feel great. There's a, there is a chocolate feel to it. It's not like like a milk chocolate. Well, winter, right? Obviously, less sunlight. <laughs> go a little shader. A little more camo when October 1st, right? When I... What's Bambi's dad's name? Big Buck? I, was Bambi was Bambi's dad around, or did he leave them just for the on their own? <laughs> you know, that, oh, another they, tale. Lot of, listen, those does do a great job. A lot of, I mean, raising their young, but them bucks, they just run around, right? That's all they do. When that rut comes... Ooh, they'll run for miles looking for them sweet does. Buenos. <laughs> we don't love them does. Kelly uh, Craig, Jerry Ramsey. Uh, next hour, we're going to have the Reverend Sean Thurman. Uh, we are going to do Bizarro Football. He is your fantasy football guru. If you have some questions, by all means, uh, let us know, and we will pass them on to the Reverend. But when we can get back, big story of the day, NFL. Sports Radio East. 